What's up, guys? Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. I'm your host, Jared, and I'm joined, as always, by Ben. Hello. And by Kai. Hello. How are you guys doing today? How are you guys doing this morning slash evening? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Me and my brother started playing Gears of War 5, and um, Ooh, nice. it's been interesting. One day. One day we'll play Gears of War. One day. That's it. Yeah. Not today. Not today. Today's not about Gears of War. Today's about Firewatch. We are playing, we played through a little game called Firewatch. In the last episode, if you missed it, we wrapped up our time in Kentucky Route Zero. We finished Act 5. We gave our overall thoughts. So if you guys are interested in that, we have our full playthrough of that over on Spotify and all your favorite podcasting platforms. Um, but Kai, you chose this game. This was your initial. Do you want to tell the, the folks at home a little bit about Firewatch? What's it about? Uh, sure, yeah. Firewatch is a indie game about a man who runs out into the forest for personal reasons to become a summer uh, volunteer to watch fires uh, out in the wilderness of, I believe, Wyoming? Yeah, Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah, somewhere in the, the middle of the United States. Um, and in this journey, uh, has communications with another station leader, uh, and that's kind of the setup for the game. And some mm -hmm. things go wrong, and some things are revealed, and it's overall a good time, which I'm and sure it, we'll get get and into. An ending but, happens, and something happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we usually do this and go around and kind of you know round robin our experience with this uh, prior to the podcast. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure all of us had not played Firewatch prior to the podcast, right? No, I hadn't. No, yeah, I just don't think yeah. any impression Kai had. Nope. I no, yeah. I, I think I think I, I was like where I remember it coming out, and I remember people like giving it a lot of accolades and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's something I should check out. And then just <laughs> never, never played it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like it came out, uh, it came out back in 2016. Yeah. Um, and recently had a switch pull back in 2018. Um, but it is one of the like most highly regarded walking sim kind of games that's yeah. ever been published really like if you if you talk about walking sims with people they normally yeah. talk about either what remains of edith finch or firewatch in my first experience or journey yes yeah this, this was like one of the like during 2016 this was kind of the big conversation around those games too like oh does this game have substance because you're not doing anything besides walking around i think firewatch you know showed that you don't just need gameplay that it had a compelling story that you could follow as well Mm -hmm. yeah definitely but i mean there are some bangers that came out in 2016 i mean overwatch uh uncharted 4 titanfall 2 like all these games came out during that year and it's like well it makes sense why you know firewatch got pushed under the rug yeah I, I'm, I'm kind of i'm waiting as well because the <laughs> studio who made it campo sampo campo mm. santo they're making another game at the minute as well called like in, mm. in the valley of the gods i think it's called oh interesting firewatch yeah, I mean, that's currently in development but yeah interesting yeah so to jump into this game the game opens with you and remind me of the main character's name henry henry correct henry henry uh you play as henry and the game opens with you making a series of sort of dialogue decisions but really just listening to a story it's about so the uh decline of your wife's health yeah. uh, specifically in the mental uh, area so yeah. the game starts with how you meet you meet in a bar 
uh, at the university. And she is, ends up being an actual professor and not a student. And you are a student. Whoops. And they do, yeah, yeah you, you tried to approach her, don't you? You tried to hit on her and you make her, you yeah. ask her what her major is. And she's like, oh, well, I'm a professor. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I got it. Okay, good. I'm just gonna um, and I think like he, even though he makes the first step, I think she's like, "Oh, don't worry, like I'll buy you a beer." Like, no, no she's a, she's totally into it. It seems like, yeah, yeah. She called me a student. I don't care. Yeah, and then it kind of, possible. You'll get options where sometimes there's two options, and you pick between the two different things. So, um, at one point, Julia is the is the name of the wife. And she's like, oh, I want a dog. And you can say either you're for it mm. or against it. And you go to the pound and you, you find a dog. And it's like, well, you like this dog, but Julia really loves this dog. Like, which one right. are you going to get? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, in all honesty, I think they're pretty inconsequential in terms of like yeah, I think so, altering too. anything. You're just setting the backstory how you you feel it should be. Yeah. I was convinced There's... that your dog choice would give you a companion in the main game, and I was sorely disappointed. <laughs> I would love that. Like a Blair Witch kind of thing? Yes. Or, I mean, we just came off the back of uh, Kentucky Rev Zero naming dogs and having dog companions, so... <laughs> this is true, yeah. yeah. There's... There's not much gameplay that happens here. It's kind of just this. I mean, there's a variety of like colored backgrounds and then text that you're reading on there. And then, yeah. you, you know, you press A to continue the text. Sometimes there's not options. There's just one choice that's there. Or other times, like you said, Ben, there's like you could choose a dog. But this was sad. This was like a good. It was. I mean, it was like it was like great like world building. But it was like, oh man, this is how we're starting. We're just like, yeah. All the, her health is just it, it declining. Was, it was very reminiscent of like the beginning of the Pixar movie Up, mm-hmm. where you're like. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, Jared, are you okay? Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like this kind of lovely story, and then like, so essentially, what happens is she is a professor, and um, she gets a job in Connecticut, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you say that you don't want to move, um, and basically, you have this situation where, well, I mean, that's the option I picked. I don't know what you gents went with. We went with you can commute back and forth. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I went with. Yeah. And um, eventually, she has what they call their like her first episode, which is probably I feel like a good way of uh, of describing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and she comes home and is slowly like forgetting things, and so you take her to see the doctor, and the doctor diagnoses her with early onset uh, Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I believe like the age of forty-one. Yeah. yeah she's she's super young to to be like showing that too which to is have dementia yeah yeah, yeah. which is even worse because i think i think henry's what like late 30s is he 39 40 or so i think he's yeah he's, he's, he's close to that age probably i'd say yeah yeah um and then from there essentially uh you oh this is i don't know if you guys then went down a different option but you're essentially the one of the doctors or i believe a nurse who like comes to check on julia suggests the idea of having her in a facility with 24 7 care essentially like yeah. you know like a, a care facility so that people can look after her because she's starting to become a bit of a danger to herself in terms of like forgetting yeah, they, where she is and, and things like this they were saying that she would like uh get in her car and drive to the next town randomly with like no reason rhyme or reason uh, I think we decided to put her in a 24-hour care because we're not okay. fit to, <laughs> we weren't fit to take care of her properly. This should be interesting because I, it, it's horrible, and like I 
god forbid like i hope nobody is ever in this situation but like having to make yeah. that decision is is not an easy thing to do yeah i can imagine i personally went with choosing to care for her mm -hmm. so i'm interested to see because i'm sure we ended up on the same conclusion but what, what yeah. is your what was your path uh, I mean, we put her in the care facility, and I yeah, I think that was that, that was, was it. That was it. Like after after we put her there, kind of like, and after this, you know, these uh, text and dialogue are happening. Eventually, it'll flip flop to like Henry making the journey towards his tower, and it'll be like part of that, and then it'll flip back to like some dialogue, and it'll go back and forth. I don't think you can destroy the character at this point, but it shows that he's just like we put her in a home, and now he's like I can't be here anymore. Like I can't be around this, and he's going. Oh, to interesting. Okay. Now yeah okay mine was um mine got worse <laughs> oh god <laughs> so essentially um i was caring for julia and uh there was a scene where it was like one night you were you were making love and she randomly jolted out of bed and was like my dad is at the door my dad is at the door oh yeah i think we got that as well that that was there too that i think that was one of the things but essentially what happened was um uh, so Henry would stay indoors with Julia mm -hmm. and then eventually she would start to sleep through the night so Henry would go out to a local bar mm. and drink at night while Julia was in bed well yours did get dark yeah and then Henry gets arrested for a DUI um, which is driving under the influence yeah. uh, oh, wow. drunk driving yeah he gets arrested for that um does the breathalyzer ends up in prison? Calls his sister-in-law, who is Julia's. Holy shit! All this happened. <laughs> who is Julia's sister? Um, and she tells Julia's parents, who live in Australia, they fly over. Mm, yeah. And um, are like looking at the state of the house and looking at their daughter, and they're like, "Do you know what? You're not fit to look after our daughter. We're taking her home to Australia with us." Mm. And they take her back to Melbourne. Um, and I mean that you, you learn later on through some dialogue that like Julia's parents weren't fans of Henry's anyway. They never particularly yeah, yeah. liked him. Uh, um, I think we we had a similar uh, experience to that. I think after she was in the home, I think similarly her parents came and they're like, you know what, we can do a better job, yeah. or we can take care of her. And then they, she went to Melbourne as well. She eventually ends up in Melbourne either way. Um, obviously, yeah, you yeah. guys. So the parents took her out of the facility and took her back to Australia. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, okay. So yeah, same result either way. And um just less depressing. Yeah. Yeah, mine got really dark. Yeah. Well, I it, it kind of seemed similar to Kentucky Route 0 where like the endings ended up being kind of the same, but we got a little bit of information in between like with with your story about the DUI and all that kind of stuff that we didn't get by putting her in the the home. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so that's essentially what Harry is um is trying to escape. Um and so he decides to take this job. And I believe it's like the whole summer. You're essentially stationed yeah. in like a watchtower. You have a little bed and a desk. And your job is to make sure the the forest doesn't catch fire. Is this an yeah. actual thing you guys have in the States? This is a real yep. thing. You, this you is a real job. Whoa, okay. Because, I mean, we don't, <laughs> we don't have anything like this I'm aware of. I mean, we don't really get natural forest fires in the uk it doesn't get hot enough or dry enough to to Jesus. have that that's like one of the the california benefits all the, the fires that we get come to california it's burning 24 <laughs> 7 
because i know you guys have to like i mean they discuss it in a game about like controlled fires you guys do that as well didn't you yeah yeah yeah. because yeah. the idea is obviously if you if you burn a line it will it stop the fires spread. Spreading. Yeah. Yeah. yeah surprisingly enough we didn't have a ton of uh, big fires during 2020 so what is it like is it just like you're listening to the news and it's just like oh yeah the forest is in fire but you know don't worry traffic on the the i-67 is is good no no no. it's more like hey there guys there's there's the forest is on fire everyone has to evacuate because i was it was i was in college and the fire was right next to our school and our school had to be evacuated twice oh damn yeah there's been lots of really scary fires. I know we're not talking about fire watching a bit. I apologize, but like when they <laughs> hey, it's related. When they evacuate you, is it just like get your shit now and leave, or do you yeah, have well, like a deadline? Yeah. No, like with, when the first one happened, which was the Thomas fire here, which was the last you know really big one. Um, they're just like get your shit and leave. Like, and I I had one of my friends stay at, at our house because he's like i my i'm from out of town like i live out of state i have no one here i was i'm going here for school and the dorm is the only thing i have you know a lot oh, of people damn. there are from out of state and they don't have any friends or family besides their their people they're going to school with so i was like nope get your stuff get out we have to evacuate the school right now luckily the school crazy. didn't like get damaged from any of the fire but it was close enough where we could it was the smoke and the fire was too dangerous for anybody to be on campus damn fair enough okay California, it's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, the beginning of the game. Um, Firewatch. So throughout this, like you said, Henry's been making this journey, and you very briefly play as him. I wouldn't count it as playing. You sort of walk yeah. forward for about thirty seconds, and then it it cuts to the next bit of text. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you learn that Henry has been hiking for two days to get to his station, which I believe mm-hmm. is called Two Forks. Watch mm-hmm. like Two Forks Lookout. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are introduced to Delilah, oh, who is essentially, as far as I'm aware, another lookout, but like your supervisor as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, I believe that she's just another lookout. Uh, I, I don't know what her tower is called actually, but she's just she's stationed at a different tower. She her can see you from her tower. Yeah, her tower's called like Fort something. Mm-hmm. you go to it at the end yeah. yes you do yeah that's the ultimate goal of the game is to get to to that tower outside of here. yeah but uh as you show up delilah comes in over a walkie-talkie and that is the main communication method uh in this game and how mm-hmm. the two characters communicate are these bright orange or maybe a different color at the beginning of the game but uh walkie-talkies which no i think uh, they're, they're orange yeah you select yeah. dialogue options by using the triggers, which is a very interesting mechanic that I don't yeah. think I've ever seen in another game. We, we can touch <laughs> on the gameplay a little bit. So essentially how you make dialogue options and use the walkie-talkie is like holding the left back button. And then you can use like the right back button to like choose an option. And then to like confirm that you let go of the left back button. So it's very, it's very interesting. Okay. I kind of get used to it at first, yeah. Yeah, it was weird for me because I mean I was playing on on PC, right? Yeah, and normally the universal acceptance is that left shift is run. Yes, <laughs> doesn't matter what you play, like left shift is run. Was that not the case in Firewatch for PC? No, in, in Firewatch, left shift is your walkie-talkie. How do so you, you run? Hop, so you press R to run. Oh, weird. 
which is load, everybody knows that yeah which is really strange well um, it took overload a overload in this game so. well yeah, yeah. I, know. <laughs> I, I just meant like normal games like shooters and stuff are really yeah low. i mean the rest uh, of it was the rest of it was you know wasd to move e to interact like yeah. the standard stuff um but you similar to you you hold the left shift and then you scroll with the mouse wheel when you let go of left shift to select what you want interesting yeah, i think i think they were trying to in a way like mimic a walkie-talkie yeah where you like yeah. click on to talk and click off to yeah. let the other person i come mean through, but i mean i don't know about you guys like i was a f big fan of this system i really liked this no i think once we got used to it like the trigger on the console version that we played it was fine and i i enjoyed it and i think it did mimic that walkie-talkie feel uh better than i think other games have yeah but we played this on the nintendo switch and just to speak to the gameplay it doesn't run real well on, no. the, on the switch oh does uh, it not no, oh, yeah. uh, a lot of uh, heavily dropped frames randomly, like going into different areas. Like it'll just like almost freeze and kind of load in the areas. There's a lot of pop in, like trees and textures will kind of pop in randomly. It's not, it's not a smooth experience on, on Nintendo and, Switch. And we should say that it's not the the fault of the game. <laughs> that is more no, the fault no, of no. its conversion to being for the Switch and the Switch's lack of general computing power. Yeah, mm, yeah. that's a shame. Yeah, most most switch ports like this aren't done by like the developers. Usually, like a third party does a lot of those switch ports. So I don't know mm -hmm. if it was like the, the the port itself or anything. But I, I mean, I imagine it runs fine on other consoles. I didn't really see. I looked it up. I didn't really see anything besides a loading screen issue that we actually did run into. That most people. This is this is not a taxing game. No, this no. Graphically and <laughs> it's pretty I mean... simplistic. I don't know. Maybe it was different because I was playing on like PC, but. To me, like this game was fucking gorgeous. Yeah, and I, and I think like it it is a visually you know it's very pretty. Game. Yeah, even yeah. on Switch, like it, I mean, even though some of the textures were a little like blurry and pop it happened and stuff like that, it was still like it's a pretty game. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it's, it was more like the the way the sunlight sort of worked and shone through the trees. There was like a bit of glare and stuff like that. So it was like the small details. Yeah. But um, in terms of gameplay, I mean, other than the walkie-talkie, it's essentially kind of not fetch quests, but it's very walk-in sim. You go here and interact with yeah. something and then go somewhere else and interact yeah. with something. Yeah, so the, the first quest that you go on after talking to Delilah, who you learn is a, a very nosy uh, individual early in the game. <laughs> she very of, much pries into like, what yeah, do you look she, like? What's she interviews like? you early it's kind of the first conversation you have is like why are you here like you know people do this for a reason like what are you like what is the reasoning that you decided to escape into the forest and lose communication with everyone um but oh yes that's she she asked sorry i was gonna say she asked you to guess why she was she do it yeah um and that conversation is interrupted by fireworks which right. obviously in a dry forest is not uh not, not ideal good. it's illegal so then this is where I believe you're introduced to the map system as well yes. as you see the fireworks and then Delilah tells you, hey, you got to go figure that out. Those, yeah. those can't be being launched. And the map system is interesting too. I would say that in the beginning, I wasn't a huge fan, but I think as the game progressed, I liked, you know, I, well, I got more familiar with the, with the world. I remembered where places were. I, I didn't have to use the map as much. 
But then I, mm. I got more used to actually using it. I was like, okay, it's not that bad. You're actually reading this map to go to different places. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say like it, it's a legit map. You you press yeah. the button for the map, and he holds up um, a physical map and a compass. Yeah. And what will happen is there are certain landmarks on there, and then when you come across the supply box or cash box, um, there'll be stuff in there but you'll also get updated map info so you can highlight trails and, and things like that. Mm. Um, yeah. And essentially the idea is that if you need to head, say for instance you're in the south of the map and you know you need to head to a landmark in the northeast, you genuinely have to travel northeast using the <laughs> compass that Henry has. Mm -hmm. And it yeah. took me a fucking long time to... to really get it down took me longer yeah. than i'd like to admit no no i i agree and like i can, i can attest there's a lots of me complaining of having to like go to a place and they're like oh cool go to this place and it's like across the map and you're like i have to walk all the way over there i was just over there but yeah. I, as much as i like kind of didn't like it at first uh like i stated before it kind of made me familiarize myself with the environment where after like going back and forth a few times, I didn't even really need to use the map. I kind of, uh, I recognized landmarks and places that were familiar mm. and I was like, oh, I can, I can explore this place, not necessarily without them, unless I'm looking at the map to find out like where my next destination is, you know? Yeah. And early in the game, it's less about, you know, locating specific points and more of finding things like in yeah. a general yes. area. And so Delilah's communicating with you and she'll be like, oh, it is north of Pork Pond. And then you have to go you know, yeah. on the map and find, okay, well, where's this pond? And then kind of go north from there. The other difficulty with the map system, in my opinion, is that early in the game, before you get that map data from the cash boxes that Ben was talking about, the white areas kind of, there's like a lighter area and then darker green. And those represent like where you can walk, but yeah, lots of them connect in strange ways. And so there's mm. like two paths you could take to get to relatively the same area but one of them won't you won't be able to go through you'll have to go like find a different direction yeah. and it's not yeah. super clear early on where those connections to different parts of the maps yeah. are um but that's solved as you just continue playing and then eventually yeah. you get to the point where you know like oh this is a rope spot or oh this is the cave yeah. or yeah and like i was saying before like understanding uh, where things are i mean eventually you'll get kind of shortcuts to get to those places whether they are like like you were saying rope spots or you know little hills that you could jump down or climb up you can you can kind of mitigate those long walks with those shortcuts yeah and i mean i for me when it clicked was when i worked out you could walk while holding the compass wait you were stopping to look at the compass yes <laughs> oh, no. that's very difficult so uh, on PC, you press M for map and N for compass. So I was pressing M for map. And to me, normally, like, my experience of these kinds of maps is in, like, the Metro games, right? I don't know if you've ever played yeah. Metro games, but normally when the map is up, you can't use, like, you can't walk <laughs> while you're looking at the map. Whereas in Firewatch, you can. Because um, the map in, in Metro is essentially the menu. So when you open it, it's like a menu. It pauses the game. Mm. Um, but when I worked out that I could walk with a compass, as soon as I knew that I needed to be in like the northeast of the map, I would just like... Sometimes I'd have to deviate because of like rocks that I couldn't bypass. But Right, right. Um, I, I knew that as long as I was heading northeast, according to the compass, that I would get to where I needed to get to eventually. Uh, you can't and we should sprint, say though, with those things, though. 
You can't you run can. with having the map. You can't run with having the map and compass out. Not map and compass, but just compass. You can. Mm. Yeah, maybe but, I, um, I think I always had both out at once. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, but um, we should say as well, like the map system isn't completely shit. <laughs> like the one, the one saving grace is that it does show Henry's location as a red dot. Right. Yeah. Right. And if it didn't show your location, where you're coming suck. from. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it shows you a trail of like the last sort of minute or two that you've walked. Right. Um, if I didn't have that red dot, I would have quit this game. There is no feasible <laughs> way I would have been able to play this game without that dot. That would have required like there had to be more like visual representations of things instead of just like you know, yeah, John, if Jonesy was... Lake is just like a lake. There'd be more like the next to like the big broken tree or something like that. There had to yeah. be more like, visual representations. Definitely, yeah, yeah. If there was more landmarks, it would have been doable. But yeah. the, the luckily, luckily you have a dot. Yeah. Um. So you you make your way towards these fireworks. Mm-hmm. And which, you, which are at Jonesy you, Lake. Gone. Nice segue. At Jonesy Lake, yes. At Jonesy Lake. <laughs> yeah, at Jonesy Lake, and you um you come across the campsite, and there's like a campfire that's recently been put out. There are beer cans everywhere, and fireworks, and you and a bottle of whiskey. Yes, a bottle of whiskey, which I kept. I don't know about you guys. We yeah, we kept it too. Yeah. <laughs> we took it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was. He's. They said it was good shit. So yeah, yeah might as well. And um, you begin walking and following this like trail of clothes, heading towards the lake, and you see like some women's undergarments, and you're like, "Oh damn, okay." So there's going to be a naked woman skinny dipping, and then you see another pair of women's undergarments, and you and you're like, realize... "She was wearing two? That doesn't make sense." <laughs> yes, yeah. You realize eventually that um, there are two naked ladies skinny dipping. And Henry says this to Delilah, and there's a bit of yeah, banter about like, can he handle it and yeah, stuff. Yeah. She gives me like, like Glados vibes, you know, like that like yeah, sarky kind of commentary on what's happening. She's she's very charming. Like like instantly when you're talking to her, you're like, I like this person. Like she seems yeah. really cool. But like you said, she does have like this kind of snarky attitude of like, oh Henry, you should be able to handle yourself. Two naked women, and it's just, like it's funny. Yeah, she's she's much more like I compared her to Glados, but she's much more forgiving than Glados. She's not oh, yeah. as um, as cutthroat as that. Right, exactly. Um, and so essentially, what happens is you essentially you make your way to the lake, and you see these two girls who are in like this like rock island in the middle of the lake. Um, and then there's a confrontation, and you can go about this in a couple of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you, gents? She also mentioned that they're at quite a distance. Yeah, they're pretty far oh, yeah. away from us. They're like, they're, 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 they're detailless figures. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. there's no uh, visible nudity. Oh, no, no, no. They are they are far enough away that they are just silhouettes. Yeah. Uh, I believe we, we, we went with the more passive approach. To yeah, we were very aggressive. Uh, like, hey, guys, like, just can you stop, you know, not shooting mm-hmm. fireworks and everything? You know, it's illegal. We're in a okay. giant forest, you know. And I'm pretty sure their response is the same, regardless of what you choose, which is get away from us, creep. Who do you think yes. you are? <laughs> so Yeah, they, they comment on, um, you know, they comment on, like, you're perving on them because they're naked girls. And Henry's like, no, I'm just doing my job trying to get you to stop lighting fireworks so you don't burn down the forest and then i was being passive and then i changed because they made a comment they were like oh he hasn't seen boobs in 20 years you know and sort of (laughs) making jokes about how henry is like 
you know going for a bit of a dry spell in, in his sexual life um and the whole time that you're there there's music playing from this stereo that's by the side of the lake i picked up the stereo so did we yeah. so did we but I, I dropped it off somewhere else because the music was driving me crazy and if you bring it with you it continues along with you so like i'm just gonna leave this here and we're gonna walk away so this was when i learned that if you so normally you press e to pick up on pc and right. then you press the right mouse button to drop well this was when i found out that if you hold the right mouse button henry charges up and then throws it so oh. i accidentally threw their stereo into the lake I don't think we ever learned the charge throw because we we had a running joke through the entire game. Yeah, yeah. Anytime we hear like this guy throws things like a like a baboon, like he just drops it on the ground. But apparently, we're just dumb. I mean, so... even when he charges up and throws it, it doesn't go very far. Well, um, I mean, the biggest thing was yeah. The biggest thing was this like hand movements. It, like he like winded it back. Like he looked like he was gonna throw something, but then kind of just like flicked his wrist and tossed it. So it's just like <laughs> like little throw. There's all this power up and build up. Just yeah. But um, I accidentally threw it in the lake, and they were like, "You fucking jackass! You're gonna regret this." Yeah, or did they comment on it? Yeah, they they were like, "Oh, you fucking jackass! Why did you do that? Like you're gonna regret this. You'll we'll make you pay." Wow. And then they run yeah. off behind the rock. Interesting. Yeah. We did not throw their stereo, but they did. We, we still took the stereo, the though. Yeah, we, we just took it with us. I mean, to be fair, I would have taken a stereo in that situation, you know. Like, if you're going to be like that, I've asked you very politely not to do something that's illegal and could burn down a forest. Like, yes, fair play. If you want to go into the forest and skinny dip, like, fine. If you want to listen to music, yeah. fine. You want to drink, fine. Don't set off fireworks. Like, just yeah have a bit of especially like, while drinking that just like, like the alcohol yeah, fire and naked are all a bad combination yeah definitely um so yeah so they, they run off to the rock um yeah. and then i believe this is when you you make your way back to two forks lookout this where yes. things get a little the, the the first of many journeys back to two forks lookout <laughs> right <That's... laughs> or back to the back to jonesy lake for that matter <laughs> yeah your yes. your your lookout point serves as as a kind of I mean, base almost, throughout yeah. the entire game so all of your journeys kind of start and end there for the most part um, yeah as you progress through the game but yes as you're making your way back i believe you see a uh figure mm -hmm. uh, a male figure and you don't know you go through no, the cave. Say, yeah you just say you can't get back the way you come so you go through the cave and that's, that's when you find the locked gate yeah you mm -hmm. first see the locked gate um mm -hmm. and they're like oh i wonder why there's a locked gate in a cave it's cool whatever yeah. and, then, and he was like oh i loved uh i love going caving back in boulder maybe i can pick that up now and he like like do echoes of the cave too which is just him going like hello just like yeah. no no yes. response yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yes sorry to interrupt you guy but yes then you you upon exit in the cave you you encounter this figure yeah flashes a flashlight in your eyes <laughs> yes uh, and then I believe we tell Delilah like, "Oh, there's this person," and she's like, "You're great." I mean, <laughs> yeah. oh, she's like, "Oh, people in the forest." Oh, yeah. she's, she, she's very sassy. Yeah, she makes a comment. She's like, "Oh, it starts off very serious sounding." She's like, "Oh, Henry, did we should have told you this before you started? Like, this job is outside. It's in the forest. People will be there." And it's like, <laughs> right. "Okay, fuck you, Delilah." All right, you know what? <laughs> That's rude. Okay. Um, but then you go back and and find that your lookout has been broken into. I believe that is the day that happens, right? 
you come back and the window's smashed? Yes. It's either it's either that day or the next day, but yes. Eventually. No, it's, it's that one. When you, you come it, back that after when, that. And when you come back that afternoon. Yeah, yep. yeah because I remember because Henry makes a comment that maybe the girls did it as, as payback. Mm-hmm. Um, and then day two, I can't remember what day two entails. Uh, it's when the communication lines go down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. So there's phone lines, question mark. I'm yeah, they're just they're, the, they're they're like phone telephone lines, lines yeah. uh, that run throughout the uh, area in which you're observing. And Delilah loses communication um, with the outside world or with whoever her boss is because mm-hmm. the phone lines are down. And so she tells you, hey, I need you to go walk the lines, uh, which are in the upper northeast quadrant of the map and see if you can see anything. Guess uh, what? More walking. Whole game is lots, walking. Lots of yeah. walking. Uh, when you when you get there, though, you find out that the lines look like they were cut. Like someone had cut them. Yeah. And that's when him and Delilah are like, oh, maybe these were, were the girls. You should probably go look at look for them and like, you know, scare them off a little bit. Like, get them out of here. Clearly, they're causing a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. But when you eventually get to their campsite, it's like destroyed. It is in shambles. Their tent is ripped. There's like clothes all over the place. Is this when there's the plume of smoke? I, yes, I, I believe, believe so. Yeah, you, follow, you follow the smoke. Yeah, you follow the smoke because um, they've cut the, you, the lines have been cut, and you see the plume of smoke. And Delilah's like, "That's either the beginning of a fire or a campfire." Or that's fire. Right, the, right. Yeah, if it's the campfire, it's the girls. So yeah, you find this plume of smoke. Um, and that's when you find a campsite that, that has been absolutely ransacked. And you find uh, a note yes. from the girls. From the girls yes. that say, hey, creep, we know what you did. You ruined our campsite and you creeped on us at the lake. How dare you? The problem being that we know that they think we're the ones who creeped on them. But we didn't actually destroy the campsite, which right. insinuates that there's someone else someone out else. here wanting to do these girls harm. I mean, I just immediately thought, "Oh yeah, a bear's been here." Because nah, I, like, I was like, "That's too. That's too easy." This is like a spirit bear. There is a lot of bear. there is a lot of talk about bears in this game. I will yeah, say. there's a lot of Delilah joking. Yeah, yeah. She talks about how there's like 500 pound grizzlies and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that was my first one. I mean, because this place has been absolutely ransacked. The tent, tent has been ripped in half. The clothes are thrown over the ground. Um, and yeah, the girls think that you've done it, but you get the feeling that there is an, an elusive thing, like you said, another mm-hmm. person. And so you call up Delilah, and you we told we told her about the note. I believe there is an option where you can be like, you don't tell her, yeah. Oh, they were fine, or whatever. But yeah, we told yeah. her like, oh, they left this note, and the camp was destroyed, and like they think I did it, and like, should we tell someone about this? And then you go through a whole dialogue of you know arguing with delilah what the the correct approach is here i'm pretty sure she's like you know what i'll I'll, like don't worry about it like i'll handle it Mm -hmm. oh yes yeah yeah and then it is revealed later i believe that the girls have been reported missing yeah uh i don't know specifically when that happens yeah i think it's it's a little bit later because i believe on the way back from this you find that old backpack and the disposable camera too the backpack that belonged to uh brian goodwin yeah yes yeah so you you find this backpack that's like hung from a string Mm -hmm. and um you swipe it down 
and you're talking to Delilah, you're like, oh, cool, there's like loads of rope here, and it's a disposable camera, and you're like, thank you, Brian Goodwin. <laughs> and that kind of spooks Delilah a little bit. Um, she's right. like, you know, why, like, how do you know that name, Brian Goodwin? Like, what? Um, and you find out that Brian was the son of somebody who was previously stationed at Two Forks. Yeah. Ned. Ned Goodwin. And, uh, yes, that's it, Ned, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, she doesn't know what happened to them. They kind of just disappeared one day. Um, and she, you know, you have this conversation with her where you're like, I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's like mm -hmm. at school. He's probably on summer break. Don't worry about it. Um, because there are there are multiple days in this game, but the days... It's like it's skip. sporadic. Yeah, it skips yeah. a lot. It'll be like day one, day two. Then it'll be like seven and then like 13 and 35. Like it'll do like yeah. a week and then two weeks and then a month and like two months. It like It's very sporadic in the days. Yeah, so over the course of... I mean, it says here on this guide, three to 64. Days yeah. three to 64. Um, you're essentially just getting to know Delilah. You learn mm -hmm. that she has like an ex-boyfriend um, who... She something happened his brother died and he was like i'm gonna go back and bury my brother because he was from another country i can't remember where mm -hmm. and um delilah was like yeah i'm not gonna do that and she essentially didn't come back and sort of just left her her boyfriend xavier to deal with um xavier yeah. javier sorry mm -hmm. to deal with um <laughs> you know essentially the the loss of his brother and, and yeah. just the effect it had on his family and that was 10 years ago she she joined the firewatch 10 years ago and has never come back she told her family that that javier cheated on her mm. um and henry divulges a couple of details about julia and and everything that happened with her yeah they, they slowly begin to bond you can tell from yeah. their dialogue and their, their relationship is growing even though that the relationship is purely I mean, they're co-workers and they are only talking over walkie-talkie. I feel like this job is a very lonely one. So when you find someone that you can connect with, they like they seem to very bond very quickly. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing is like, you know, she, she makes a comment about how she doesn't talk to the other lookouts as much as she talks to Henry. Yeah, exactly. And you're um, just like, get it, Henry. You, you need it. Go for it, Henry. Jesus. <laughs> you can tell that there's a, a deeper emotional connection between... <laughs> between them yeah yeah that is forming which is which is an interesting like moral and emotional of course question because like you're introduced to this man who has a a wife but a sick wife and and is in a situation that no one wants to find themselves in and then finds yeah. themselves connecting with this woman who you've never met over a walkie-talkie uh and it's like what is appropriate what is inappropriate yeah. It's very interesting. There I mean, is, like a, you said I don't know when it. Ha yeah, I don't know when it happens. There is a scene where where they're up in the watchtowers like one night, and Delilah goes like, "Oh, I wish you know, I could see you," or something you like here. that. And then she goes, "Oh, it's like, when the fire starts." Yeah, yeah, and then and then it's like, uh, you know, we can do something. And then he's like, "What? What can we do?" And then they kind of the sexual yeah. undertones are present. <laughs> However, it is yeah. never explicitly they have, said. Uh, walkie-talkie sex yeah. yeah and like you're saying as much as it's like it's like a moral quandary almost you're you're like at some point you're almost rooting for me like you want him to be happy like obviously he has a wife at home and he's sick and it's, i mean maybe you did i didn't you don't want him to be happy 
it's not that I don't want him to be happy. It's no. like, dude, your your wife has early onset Alzheimer's. Her family have yeah. just taken her to Australia, and your way of dealing with that was to going go and join the final watch from somewhere. Yeah, and like having fucking yeah. walkie-talkie sex with some yeah. woman you've never met before. No, the whole time you were just like, dude, you're married. But then you're just like, I want to marry together. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's easy for me to say like you know no nah, he's being a dick but at the same right. point like you know that that kind of situation i can't even imagine what that's like you know they, also, they, they talk about how like sometimes like julia won't even recognize henry like she won't yeah. know who he is which yeah, is just crazy. it must be definitely must be terrible also like henry doesn't come off as a person that like is good at dealing with his emotions <laughs> no no he's a very reclusive uh, right exactly person. But um, throughout the course of this bond between Henry and Delilah, this is when you find out that two girls have been reported missing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have the conversation with Delilah, like you were saying, about whether you should tell the mention, truth. Or... Yeah, whether yeah. you should mention that Henry was essentially the last one to see them alive or to see them before they went missing. Um, I personally told Delilah to do it. Yeah, so did we. We're like, okay, this is going to be bad if we lie. We probably should see something. Yeah. Happen. So we didn't I mean, do anything what, wrong. Exactly. I mean, what did, what did you do? You did your job, yeah. and then the girls ran away. Like, that's, right. you know, you haven't done anything. Um, and then it says on here that Henry uh, finds something troubling while fishing. I can't remember what that is. Uh, well, it's so you clipboard. Well, yeah, it's the clipboard. But, like, when you, you were talking about the, the wildfire that they they find a small wildfire breaks out and that's when they named the wild or at least we named the wildfire like julia fire or something like that mm -hmm. we like named yeah. it after her um, it was june oh june yeah because that was her that was her middle name we tried to name it delilah she laughed at us and then we named it june oh yeah. i called it the flapjack fire that was, <laughs> that was a throwback to a comment she makes about somebody being a flapjack that's funny um but after this after like you were talking about that awkward like oh what are we gonna do if you were here kind of situation it cuts then it goes to two weeks later and you're in like the forest and you have a fishing pole and she's talking about like oh you're gonna fish without a license you're like a murderer and stuff like that and she's like oh just like go check out the forest or the go check out jonesy lake um and then when you get there you find a clipboard on like the stump and the clipboard has all of the conversations that you and julia have been having for the past like two months Mm -hmm. to like exactly what you said things that you didn't actually tell her and everything specific it's like where are yeah. you going what times of day you're going where it's very it's very suspicious it's very obvious that someone has not only found a way to get onto the frequency of the walkie-talkies which in all honesty as far as i'm aware isn't actually that hard i know every time we like this came up kai is like this is stupid. This is so easy. Anybody could do that. Literally, it would have taken them one Google search to understand how a walkie-talkie works. But they, like through the entire game, both Delilah and Henry are like, someone is blocking our signals and listening to us. And I was like, okay, walkie-talkies have, have like, select, just go to a different channel and just be like, all right, we're moving to six. And then you can exactly. just... That's exactly. How, that's a, how it works. It's a frequency. If you tune into that frequency, anyone can join. Like, Correct. Yes. Um, yeah, but you, you find out that someone has been listening to your conversations and tracking where you're going, and uh, Henry understandably starts to freak out. Yeah, Delilah's just like, okay, cal calm down. Like, clearly there's a logical explanation for this. Yeah, D Delilah, she's like, is like, are you sure you saw that? Are you sure there was a clipboard? Um, and then I believe this is when they talk about 
you hear what, a suspicious Wachita sound. or whatever. Oh wait, you hear a sound? Yeah, you hear a suspicious sound in the in the canyon, and you walk toward it, and it happens to be another walkie-talkie on the ground. And this is oh, where you yes, get, yes, you where you get yeah. blindsided. So you look at the walkie-talkie, and you try to pick it up, and then all of a sudden you get hit from behind, and you pass out on the ground. And then you yeah. wake up furious, and you're like, "I could have died out here. What the hell is happening?" <laughs> and Delilah's like, "I, I don't yeah. know." Yeah, Delilah is is adamant that you are pulling her leg or you know hallucinating or, or imagining this in some capacity yeah um but you're, you're very obviously not because we saw we're it experiencing it yeah. yeah um yeah and then this is now the clipboard is gone yeah uh the other walkie-talkie that was on the floor is gone um and i'm trying to remember how we end up at wapita meadow or whatever it's called there was there was a, something called like like wapita I don't, I don't know if that's the, the word for it let me check uh i don't know but it was like it's like station or something and she's like i don't know anything about a station but there's like a meadow up there and you're like you see on your map that there's clearly a section that has the name the other that. thing that board. happens in this time period is that you receive a new walkie-talkie because it is now obvious to it's not happening much later no that's that's just literally just afterwards um oh. Yeah, the like, it wouldn't, oh. it wouldn't make sense for them to continue talking on a walkie-talkie that they knew was being listened to. Yeah, and Delilah's like, oh, you know the poster? Because in your watchtower, there's a poster of, of trees, of the floor of the forest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, the top line, the second one from the left. And you go to say it. And she's like, no, 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 don't say it. Just meet me there. There's a place on your map that has the same name as that tree. Um, and you're supposed to head to this place called Cottonwood Creek. And yep. this took me fucking forever because you you come to this creek and you're really not sure. I personally wasn't sure where you're supposed to find. You're supposed to find a cash box. Yeah. Um, and this took me forever. The little cash boxes are marked on your map too. Like it'll say cash box on the map. Yes, yeah. But except this one wasn't, which is, which is annoying. Um, but you you open a cash box and there's a new walkie-talkie and the idea is now that they don't have these tapped walkie-talkies like no they can still tune into the frequency <laughs> um yes. but yeah so wapati is what it's called wapati and there's a there's a fin on the clipboard that says wapati meadow mm -hmm. and you tell dahlia and uh, delilah's like I don't know Wapiti Meadow, but uh, Wapiti whatever, but there's Wapiti Meadow or something it said on there. Yeah, so you you go to this place and uh, you find there's a big fuck off fence that you can't climb, and a gate that has been locked. Yes. And uh, essentially, what you do is you spend some time f trying to find these scout leaders, and you because there are people who are doing a controlled fire to try and contain yeah. the fire that you named earlier and okay. uh you do some walking around you get some backstory about the scouts not really mm -hmm. anything kind of a rude comment from delilah when you can't open a gate and she says <laughs> if you're a real firefighter you'd have that thing down in a second and you're like yes you're okay hold on right. yes but the important thing is that you get what i know as an axe i believe she makes a comment about how it isn't an axe it's been it's called something else that's it's it's, it's, an axe. it's, it's its actual name 
is uh what is it called it's it's a it's a firefighting tool it has a hook on the back as well which makes it mm. not an axe which i think that's yes. what we use to open the we use the back of it to pry open the fence you were yes. also correct yeah. jared that the the walkie-talkie switch happens the next day after this little adventure yeah. which yeah, makes I like, I, i'm pretty sure no sense in my mind why you wouldn't want to switch the walkie to i mean even though that's not how it works but in their logic system you would want to do that before trying to explore yeah the... that's, that's that's what i find oh, it's yeah. after after you get yeah. the axe and after you go back as the next day and then you go and get the walkie-talkie like they go through the whole this yes. whole adventure with the same walkie-talkie first yeah it's a, it's, a, you, it's a pulaski by the way i just it popped pulaski, oh, sorry, yeah. i didn't yeah, want to you've um you yeah you find yeah you find the place and then you're like okay we're gonna come back with something to open the gate mm. And this is actually where we ran into, I, I spoke about it earlier, but we ran into the loading screen glitch. So this is between mm-hmm. days 76 and 77. And after you get the axe and you start heading back to your tower, like it'll cut and go to the next day. So it's supposed to go cut and go to the next day, but we got stuck on that loading screen and then we were stuck there. And we had saved right after we got the axe, I believe. Um, but then when we, we backed out of the game, cause it was clearly not loading and we loaded back in, we were back before, like at the beginning of the fishing spot. We had the yeah, fishing when we were holding the, the fishing rod, yeah. And so we had to go oh, through man, all okay. of the like clipboard stuff all over again. But then it was weird. We like glitched out. And when we were heading kind of back to get the axe, we had all of our items that you could ever get in one hand, even items that we didn't have yet. Like we yeah. had the axe, we had the little like, uh, you get a thing later of like a tracking beacon that tracks different signals or whatever. Uh, but we had just every item in both of our hands at once. It was so strange, even though we didn't have the items yet. We we took a we took a screen video of it, so we can share that I'll with post you. It. We'll, we'll post it on socials, but it just That's a wild amount of glitching back to back. Like you would open your map and your compass and you'd have like the map and the walkie-talkie in your left hand and the compass, but then every single other item that's possible to go in your right hand would also be in that hand. And then when you tried to like use the axe, it would be two axes. It would be like yeah. the, the usage version, but also just the holding it. And then it would... <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. It was, yeah, it was yeah, it, the it, switch it was port is maybe not... <laughs> Not I'm great. so glad I, I didn't. I, I was gonna get the switch pool, and I'm, I'm glad yeah. I didn't. Know. Uh, yeah. it, it eventually stopped, and we were back to normal. But it was just in that section where we had the loading screen freeze, and then we reloaded the last save, and then something happened where it glitched out. We had all the items in our hand, but it was just, it was just kind of funny. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now you're exploring Wapiti Station. Yeah. Now you broke in. Station. Wapiti. Um. And yeah, I mean, do you guys want to walk through? I feel like I've done too much talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you get in there and it's it's just normal forest in the beginning. You know, you're you're ducking, weaving through trees, and you eventually get to this very tall like radio tower and a, a big generator. Um, you you tell Delilah what it is and everything. You continue exploring, and eventually you get to like a a campsite. Like there's a bunch of machinery. There's a tent with a bunch of you know. Uh, a map with a bunch of you know tacks and lines on it there's a bunch of notes you find it we find a binder that has detailed information on both delilah and ourselves stuff that we haven't even had like had on conversation like about julia and about you know um what was javier was um delilah's boyfriend like about like oh they're actually together they're not broken up and stuff like that like weird amounts of detailed information and then they both just freak out after that yeah so yeah so basically there that's that's what happens you you find the um there's a device that tracks wave frequencies or something correct um and that is how you find 
uh, fins going on from the game. It also has a compass on mm. it, so it replaces the compass that you had. Yeah, and it just goes like it's, north, it's, southwest. Its, it's name like is digital. Wave Receiver. That's, yes. that's, yeah, that's it. The wave receiver. Uh, and it beeps as you get closer to whatever wave yeah. frequency you're tracking. Yeah, and um, is this where you find the, the key? Yeah, yeah but well, this we, is how you find the key. You you yeah, locate you the strange that. backpack using the wave receiver, and then the That's key correct, is yes. attached to the backpack. But yeah, right but... before this conversation, you like found all this stuff. Delilah had it made an off comment about like, well, let's just burn it all. Like like let's just get all this out of the way. And then when you leave this area, that station that you're at bursts into flames. You look back, and there's smoke and fire coming from that direction. Yeah, I mean, did you guys? Because I mean, so. Obviously, she's freaked out because of these reports, and she suggests yeah. it. And you have the chance to either say, "Yeah, let's burn it down," or like, "No, we shouldn't do that." Yeah, we I thought that's a bad no. idea. <laughs> we said, "No, it's yeah. a bad idea." Yeah, I did the same. I was like, "No, we we can't be running around." And, yeah. you know, we're in a fucking forest. Our job is to make sure it doesn't get right. set alight. Like, we can't <laughs> just be burning it. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, as you said, it, it's it's on fire when we leave, and. Mm -hmm. Delilah's like, what the fuck? I thought you said it wasn't a good idea. Like, what are you mm -hmm. doing? And, you know, Henry's like, no, it's not me. I yeah. haven't done that. Like, someone has destroyed that. Yeah. But afterward, that's where you use the device you found to track down the backpack that's hiding in the bushes. And that's where you find the key to the locked cave. Um, yeah, because it just, it starts beeping, I believe, when you're in the lockout. When you're in the lookout, mm -hmm. yep. it starts yep. beeping. And how did you find this system? Because it has, like, a red light. That beeps yeah. and the as you get closer or in the right direction of the thing that it's tracking it will start to beep faster and faster until you yeah. find what you're looking for or what it's tuned into because I, I we don't tune into anything it just no it's, up just, it's this... like picks up the signal yeah i mean it was fine i mean i just i i kind of used that instead of the map almost because i just you know point to the direction where it was beeping the fastest and there's like a series of like a, almost like a pyramid of lights and at the top is green it'll be like red yellow and then green and then once it's green it's like that's the direction you have to go so i would just head in that direction occasionally using the map to see if there was a quicker route to get to that destination but ultimately just using that instead okay i mean kai yeah. you, you felt kind of the same yeah i think it was a relatively intuitive way of you know adding at least a mechanic to the game that wasn't map based but yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think we had any real difficulty there was some times where you'd be like walking and it would beep like you were in the correct direction and then all of a sudden it would reduce and you're like what, what the hell happened and then you yeah. kind of have to reposition and figure it out but but it's it's on the way back from getting this key because delilah's like well you know head towards your tower and we can like reconvene with all of this you Delilah makes a comment of, oh, she's like, oh, I see you standing in your tower. And you're like, I'm in the forest. I'm not in your tower, in my tower. And she's like, no, someone's definitely in your tower. And you go and there's there's a, it's clearly a figure in your tower and you run up there to, to confront them. And when you get to the top, no one's there, but you find a Walkman taped to your door. And when you listen to the Walkman, there's the conversations that you and Juliet just had like a couple minutes ago about her wanting to burn down that place. So they are, they've already tapped into the new walkie-talkie that you guys had now. Yes because that's yes. how walkie-talkies um, work Log logic yeah. <laughs> and and uh yeah this is when like delilah starts to freak out now because yeah it's not looking good you know this this conversation it looks like they did it they they started this yeah now. yeah yeah they've only got the part where delilah's talking about how they should burn it down and so delilah's like you know i'm gonna lose my job she starts to panic um but now you have the key to the, the gate, gate that was mm -hmm. in the cave 
Um, and this is when you go spelunking. Spelunking? I don't know how you say that word. Spelunking? Spelunking, yeah. Cave exploring. Yes, cave exploring. Yeah. Um, and you, the first time through the cave is is very uneventful. Did you guys yeah. find there's a shoe? Yeah. Oh, I did not find the shoe. Did we? Yeah. 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 We did. It's yeah. Just, as, as you're walking, it's just like an off. orange shoe in. Oh like a yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's just a random shoe that's fallen down, um, on its own, off down the side of this this path that you're walking yeah. on. And it's a very mm-hmm. deep cave. Like this cave goes on for a fair while. Um, but as you're in the cave, you hear the door slam, slam shut. And you're like, what the fuck? Someone's tried to lock me in here. So now you're tasked with finding your way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once you get out of the cave, you you know, you know contact Delilah and you're like, hey, someone shut the door. Someone was trying to lock me in that cave. Someone's trying to like shut me up, essentially. Uh, and as you continue, you eventually find this little campsite shrine looking thing which you learn is where I believe where Brian was kind of hanging out. There was like some of his climbing gear and, and stuff that he had written books. Yeah. Wizards and Wyverns, which is essentially... <laughs> yeah, he played a lot of D&D. <laughs> yeah, their way of not getting sued for D&D. Um, right, right. But yeah, so she... Obviously, you tell Delilah about this and she's like, oh, okay, well, you know, he always was kind of good, like, but kind of geeky and nerdy and there's lots of comments like he was trying yeah. to build this castle when there was a... The like no, chalk the, drawings on the wall, like this big yeah. castle that he was like describing and everything. Um, but the important thing is that you find pittons. Yes. Which are, um, for anybody who doesn't know, they are essentially metal instruments that you like jam into the side of rocks and stuff. So mm. you can rock climb and attach ropes to them. Um, right. And so there's a letter where Brian says, like, I don't want to do any more climbing with my dad. Um, I'm leaving these here, telling my dad I lost them, so we don't have to do any more cave exploring. Mm. If you find them, can you send them to this address, and I will reward you. Everybody will be happy. Um, but now you have this collection of pittons, and you have this collection of rope. You can start to use these, like, sort of very convenient anchor points that are like right. <laughs> little cracks and rocks. <laughs> yeah, they're like cracks in the rocks, and uh, you can use them to get up and down the side of different cliff faces and, and stuff yeah. like that. <clears throat> but now you can explore further into the cave that you're at, which is your next destination, because there is one of those uh, little rock slits that you obviously didn't know what they were the first time you had passed them, but now you know allows you to climb and explore deeper into that cave. So you make your way back around to the gate so you can go back into the cave. Yes, and this is when you you make you make your way further down and you come across uh, a body, a badly decomposed body. I mean, I wouldn't even call it a body. It's essentially a skeleton with clothes no, on. No, he, he's definitely been there for a while. Um, and you notice that one of the shoes is missing. The other shoe that's on the foot is the same one that was on the side of that passage. And you put two and two together because of the Wizards and Wyverns t-shirt, and you realize that this is the body of Brian Goodwin. Yeah. Unfortunately, he did not make it he was it looked like he was crushed by rocks because his head is just surrounded by rubble and it looked like he was trying to climb maybe lost his footing and then got crushed by rubble i assumed the pitten came out oh yeah that's you which i I think i think is what you actually what you find out later on i think ned actually says that the the pitten fell because he didn't attach it deep enough Mm. um so the pitten fell when he fell like 
40 foot or something and landed on the cave floor um but then you you come out of the cave and you have to work out how you're going to break the news to delilah because the whole time delilah has been clinging on to this idea that he's okay because essentially what happened was they disappeared and delilah never reported it yeah well also that she never reported that because brian goodwin wasn't supposed to be out there in the first place right she's not supposed to bring siblings or younger like anything younger children she and she knew that that was happening and she thought oh well they're just gonna like bond in the forest so it's not a big deal and she never told anyone and that's also where her guilt is coming from the fact that yeah she let that child down yeah how did you guys go about uh breaking it down to to delilah i mean i think we just you know told her how it was in the in the best possible way being like we found a I body. think we also said it because the, the, there's a lot of accusatory like you can choose like oh yeah you know ned murdered brian but we right. kind of aired on the side it was, that an, it was accident. an accident yeah 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 i think that's what i went with um i think i told her to sit down and she was like i'm always yeah, sitting down <laughs> yeah she's like, i've been sitting down this whole time what happened <laughs> yeah and um obviously she, does not she doesn't well. believe it no no yeah. she doesn't take it very well not but she she's very accusatory of ned like where we're just like, I think it was an accident. She's like, I don't know. Ned, Ned could have done something to him. Something suspicious is going on. Yes. Yes. Um, and now I'm trying to think what happens now. Because there's, there's, there's quite a lot that happens in this game. It goes from like nothing happening to just like nonstop. Yeah. You, stuff. You, I mean, the day ends after you yeah. well, and I'm, I'm have that conversation sure that... with Delilah. Yeah, and I'm pretty and then, sure she's silent for a while, and then the next day she comes out and says there was an evacuation order that was no, given. Yeah, it's, it's not the next day. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember now. She's like, oh, go back to your lookout and basically just make sure nothing happens. Yeah, And then I believe it's like six or seven days that like mm-hmm. Henry's like, you know, this is the third time I've been contacting you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I'm trying well, to the, So what happens is is that the fires, because there's the the June fire, and then the... Another uh, fire begins. The, well, the fire that started, that we mm-hmm. didn't start, but that was started by the burning of YPTT station, uh, they fused to make one super, super fire. fire. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Uh, and that super fire is now burning quite uncontrollably <clears throat> uh, towards us. Uh, and and when you wake up that next day after you know Delilah hasn't been talking to us, the entire surrounding area is filled with smoke yeah. and ash. And <clears throat> yeah, Ben, yes. I think the 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 part you're talking about was right before we got the new walkie because yeah, we call her and then she's yeah. all she's all acting like oh she's all happy and chipper and she's like hey go to this tree you know there might yeah, be an area yeah. that's the name of this tree and then we get the walkie talkie she's like yeah I remember now yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, but I I was just looking at this walkthrough now after the cave is the the symbol or this signal from from ned yeah um so your your wave receiver or whatever it's called starts to beep and you you follow it it takes you a fair way away as well you go all the way past Jones away, Lake yeah. again um and you come to a trekker with a rope mm-hmm. leading upwards and someone has spray painted henry with an arrow pointing up Mm-hmm. Um, and you listen to this cassette and you find out that it's Ned Ned has left you a tape and uh, right f- do you guys remember what he says because I remember bits and pieces 
Yeah, I mean, I think the gist was that he was kind of like venting about Brian's death. He was saying that like Brian's death was an accident and the boy fell to like due to climbing inexperience. And I think yeah, that, I just he wanted him to be as good as he was at everything. And right, right. He, he when, wasn't. Yeah. And when you climb this rope, you realize that Ned couldn't go back to society after Brian's death. And he's been secretly living in this area ever since. There's like a whole bunker that he's been living in. Yes. And um, it is Brian that has been uh, essentially trying to scare you and Delilah because he knew that you would come across Byron's body and put two and two together and yeah you know that it would look bad for ned because not only did the accident happen but ned never reported it never came back to society and he's essentially been soloing out in the woods for however long since the accident living off stolen car batteries yeah you find his hideout he's got car batteries to power his stuff he's got loads of supplies the boombox yeah the boombox that we threw or kept whichever one you did um but this is yeah <laughs> this is where now um the lila essentially says to you like hey the evacuation is happening yeah i am going she's like i'm getting in this chopper um you know they'll come back for you make your way to my lookout yeah and then you can you can leave but you're not gonna leave with me um and i believe there's a bit where you can say to her like you know oh are you sure you don't want to come back to boulder with me like we can see how it goes and try and take it like a bit serious but she's like no you need to go to your wife and yeah you know before that before that that. did you ask her to wait for you because she's like the helicopter will be here and there's like the option of yes i did oh you can go ahead or you can ask her to wait yeah yeah ask her to wait and she was like no i can't like i I need to take this helicopter yeah Yeah, it was the same thing very adamant on not meeting her. You know, this whole story is essentially a man who's been catfished for an entire summer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, Plot twist, Delilah is just Ned. <laughs> um, so now you are you are tasked with making your way to Delilah's lookout, which is a fair way. I mean, it's the top of the map, and you're yeah. like at the bottom. You have a fair way to trek. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I don't it's, think anything happens between this. Yeah. The, the cable well, car is, I think, the most interesting. Yeah. You there? There's a section where you have to use this cable car to get what I assume is outside of the map. Yeah, uh, because that's where her tower is. Yeah, and so you can pull yourself across this ravine with with a like rickety ass cable car, and then you eventually yeah. arrive at Delilah's tower. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have that kind of conversation. Which I'm, I'm interested, there's there's a point in this game where in between one of the, the two days, Delilah gives you the option to, um, like, explore. Like, it's like, oh, dude, like, I'm going to go on a hike before I start my, you know, it's like right at the beginning when, yeah. when you're talking to her and you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for a quick hike before, like, starting my day. Um, so I wonder what happens if you go all the way to the top of the map or even if you can, cause I guess you haven't gotten the ropes at that point, but yeah, um, there is also a free roam version of this that you can play. Yeah. So. yeah they were, they were saying in the walkthrough that you can actually find Henry's hideout on your own, mm. but you won't know anything about it until obviously mm. you get prompted with Henry's fin. Gotcha. I wonder if that like can change the dialogue options. He'll like recognize like, Oh, 
Henry, I saw, I've seen something about, or like something like that. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is um. So you you go across the rickety cable car, and you end up at Delilah's lookout, and you go up the stairs, and she has a little station, and you sit down at the station, and that's where you have the conversation about you yeah. know what are you going to do once you get back, and you try and get you her to come back. You say your yeah. final goodbyes. Yeah, you say your final goodbyes using her radio yeah. headset because obviously her walkie-talkie is out of range so they had to figure out a way to have us communicate further with delilah so they were like (laughs) cb radio from the helicopter that was that seems to be the solution that they came up with there's also a bunch of little nods to conversations you had with delilah in here the drawing walk around yeah so the drawing from the beginning of the game she asks like you know tell me what you look like and there's a very uh cute conversation where she asks a bunch of questions like oh no tell me about your eyes and tell me about you know and she assumes that we're a white guy wearing shorts, which we are. <laughs> we're wearing uh, white shorts. <laughs> there's also the uh, pork uh, pond sign. That she stole. Which, yeah, we didn't know she stole. Oh, I didn't know this, though. Yeah, yeah if you we look up, up into the left of the desk, you can see the pork pond sign. And she's like, yeah, you know, people kept stealing it because <laughs> it was such a good name. And yeah. it, it was turns also, out she's the one who stole it. Yeah, there was also a, um, a bottle of tequila yeah that she spoke mm-hmm. about drinking she would she'd um, put it in the river yeah yeah she'd put it in the river for a couple of days to keep it cold and then come back for it um but yeah. now that the helicopter lands and you walk away like you walk out of the lookout and you get onto the helicopter and uh you know your watch is over i think it's also interesting that the the only person you come in contact with in the entire game well persons uh, or this is the first person you really see because the girls at the beginning you don't really they're, they're mm-hmm. too far away for any detail but the the ranger who welcomes you under the helicopter is wearing like a full face mask so there's no face right so throughout well, the like... entire game you have no interaction with anyone else really right. uh, yeah. That has, yeah that has some identifiable feature and uh what's interesting is that we discovered that there is an alternate ending Mm-hmm. Um, in which you cannot get on the helicopter, um, and then the helicopter will take off without Henry. Uh, but you don't ever find out what happens. You know if he survives the fire, right. or if he if he toughs it out with Ned. Like you, you don't I mean, get any he, extra answers. When you when you're in Ned's uh, bunker, there's like a like an opening at the end of this cave. There's a chair, and Henry makes a comment saying like this whole area will be burned. Like meaning that like if he stayed there like the fire would catch to the up to that area and henry wouldn't have made it unless he hunkered down in that bunker or something but even yeah then... I, I think the and... assumption is that it's an acceptance of yeah <laughs> at least in my interpretation of yeah it, yeah but, we um... didn't choose that we got on the no yeah, we got on the helicopter didn't even know yeah, i got on the helicopter um and what is probably my favorite part of this game is that throughout your time with the game you can use the disposable camera you find in brian's backpack Mm -hmm. to take pictures of random stuff Mm -hmm. and there's even a point where delilah tells you to take pictures of the campsite in case these missing girls have been killed um but at the end of the game it prompts you i mean at least it did on the pc i don't know if the switch does it as well but it prompts you to enter your email oh i guess you didn't get that that's a that's a no that's a big (laughs) oh okay well (laughs) it, it prompted me to enter my email and what it did is it it sent me a zip folder of all of the screen of all the pictures oh, I took. That's beautiful. Game. And on top of that, you can actually go on there and buy prints, and they'll print out your pictures from in game for you to actually like keep in real life. 
That's super cool. That's, yeah, the uh, credit the credit scene on the switch has the pictures. Then, so yeah, that. as I say, the 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 PC one has that. So like you yeah. you will see all the pictures you took, but then there's also pictures of Brian and Ned, and like, yeah, I think there's a picture of Henry as well. Yeah, at the very end, it's just his face and everything, and his grizzly beard and, and all of that. Uh, I don't know if we touched on this, but we did find out that the two girls were safe. That they actually, oh yes, yes, they ended up, they ended up, yeah, they were safe. They didn't die. Nothing happened to them. They well, ended they up were going to jail. They were, yeah, it's like they weren't really safe. They got arrested. In the yeah, they were DUI, weren't they? Yeah, something like that. Something yeah, like yeah. DUI. They stole a tractor, something stupid, and they got arrested. Yeah, so they're not dead, and we didn't do anything to them. But yeah, it turned out that that government camp was actually just studying wildlife, and Ned was the one that was you know tracking us and writing down all that information about us to you know, make sure that we yes, can learn about him. That was something that's sort of said later on. Yeah. Is like, um, you find out that Ned has been using that camp to track yep. us while the biologists aren't there. Mm -hmm. Because the soil's all gridded off at one point, sort of for like observation. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you, you learn later that Ned has been using their equipment to, to listen to our conversations. Yeah. That was Firewatch, guys. That was it, was, it was let's uh let's go around and we'll do the narrative experience like the story okay. side and then we can talk about our general overall experience with the game okay 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 um i mean kai has to go last yeah because it's, it's his choice i guess i'll go yeah. first with the, with the narrative um almost immediately this game hooked me with the story just the dynamic and world building of uh, Henry and his wife and them meeting and just like their their cute little story of how they met and then just the almost immediately decline of you know uh, Julia's health and how that affected their relationship and why he ended up in you know Wyoming in that tower in the first place was just like I was hooked I was like okay what's happening next I need to know I want to know about Henry's life and everything and then on top of that just the dynamic that happens between Delilah and Henry is so convincing. Like, it feels so real. Like I said, I almost at some point I was like rooting for them. And I was like, no, Henry, you're freaking married. It's interesting because during uh, the game at different aspects, I kept noticing that his ring wasn't on, be on the table or on the floor. Yes, I, would, yeah. I would grab it and pick it back and put it back on. And it was almost like, I was wondering if he was starting to forget the life he had before you know he was stuck here and he was having so much fun with delilah and bonding with this other person which maybe he was having less and less of with julia that he was just kind of like trying to forget the past and that's kind of ultimately why he came there but no the story was great and it, i i really enjoyed it i did think that there was going to be kind of like a supernatural spin you know when they or some kind of fantastical thing you know, coming off of kentucky route zero but with the like the the clipboard and everything but it turned out that some guy was just trying to hide the fact that he accidentally killed his son which yeah mm -hmm. it was a good story um yeah I, I think i agree with you um i i i was hooked pretty close like pretty close to the beginning as well um i was it, it kind of created like a conflict in me because like i said you know it was like not yeah. rooting for henry and delilah but then kind of rooting for them and yeah yeah you know sure. the like you said, there are bits where he's not wearing his ring and I'm like, okay, you know, mm -hmm. is he like accepting that, you know, he, he thinks he's lost his wife and who she was or like, you know, is there's a lot of very subtle, dark themes that happen in the game. Yeah. Um, but like in terms of the narrative, like this is, 
a really really good story the characters i cared yeah. for even like ned and brian you know you yeah. never you never directly interact with any of them but i um i still felt for them yeah um, and yeah it's just i liked i liked the story yeah so sorry real quick just to interrupt there was one thing that we didn't touch on too which there's a scene that happens where henry is woken up in the middle of the night and he talks to julia over the radio and yes yeah at that point is what made me think that like maybe he's crazy maybe all this stuff isn't happening to maybe there's more fantastical things that are happening but he was just sleepwalking apparently because delilah was like you i heard you talking over the radio about julia but it sounded like you were sleeping so i didn't want to wake you yeah he was like mumbling and he kept saying yeah. like julia while he was mumbling yeah but yeah. we experience a full conversation and she's like you know yeah calling him baby and saying how she's gonna see him soon and stuff and right uh, yeah. yeah. Go on, Kai. Kai. What did you What did you think of the narrative? Yeah, I think it is an interesting exploration of relationships at its simplest. Like, I think the idea of like what counts as too far, and it's such a hard concept to understand what someone can go through when they lose, not necessarily in death, but through the process of just them losing their mind and not recognizing you. And like, I can't imagine what that's like. And, mm -hmm. and he knows that she's well taken care of, right? Like mm -hmm. he, he knows that the family is going to, to take care of that. And so this was his escape from his own guilt, you know, it, it not necessarily of like abandoning her cause she won't know, but of, of, of what he feels like is abandoning her and going out into the forest and then meeting this person who he connects with, uh, on multiple levels, I think it's an incredibly interesting story, um, and and I understand why they had to add the other part. You know, like the the whole thing is, I think, an exploration of guilt. You know, whether it's Ned and him killing his son, or whether it's Julia and Henry running away, or whether it's Javier and uh, Delilah. Everyone has their own reason that they carry this guilt and their own reason for being yeah. out in this existence. Um, I found the connection between uh, Henry and Delilah much more compelling than I found the kind of story of Ned and Brian. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, it's not that I don't think it's necessary because obviously something needs to happen in the game. There needs to be a reason that it drives the story forward, but I found the, the payoff for that much less uh, yeah. fulfilling in the end than I did necessarily just them you know exploring this relationship and exploring the boundaries of it and then eventually yeah. delilah deciding that she didn't want to meet him yeah um, well it was it's almost like sorry to interrupt, but even like with the the brian and ned story it's almost like less about them and more about how delilah's connected to that because it ultimately is, is her guilt of not reporting them and she feels like she's responsible for brian's death because of that right yeah, yeah i mean go for it ben no, I was just gonna. I was gonna touch on what you were saying about about Delilah and Henry. But gone. I I was just gonna. Yeah, I think that like what you're saying is yes, it ties to Delilah in a sense. But the fact that mm. we see Ned and we yeah. explore his like he he is the only other real character we experience in this game. He's yeah. the only other living thing that we come in contact with, and that makes him a, a kind of a focal point, just in the sense that there's not a lot of characters so you kind of have to focus on it and mm. i don't know it's just there seems to be more unanswered questions than answered ones which can be fine yeah. and, you know obviously as playing kentucky route zero that game <laughs> has a 
multitude of unanswered Infinite questions. Of but unanswered questions. I just found the the reasoning, you know. I guess I don't believe that if Ned killed his son, he'd just stay out in the forest. That doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me. I mean, if Ned killed his son based on kind of my understanding of him, he'd be happy. He didn't really love his son based on the interactions we have. And it was more like, oh, this was an accident. Oh, well. And Delilah's mm-hmm. reaction, Delilah seems to react in a way that makes us think she has more information in the end than we ever got about that relationship and about, you yeah. know, specifically what that dynamic was. But yeah no i was just gonna say in terms of like henry and delilah like i I mean i i I did like the story um when i get on to like the final thoughts of the game i'll I'll talk a bit more about that because it is there was some letdowns i think yeah um but in all honesty like if they if they took out the ned and brian situation and maybe made the game a bit shorter like i wouldn't want four hours of relationship building with henry and delilah but if it was like an hour or two i i feel like that's still passable as a game because of the way that it goes about building that relationship and building the world around them and why they're in those situations yeah but i mean the with ned i mean ned is the whole reason we have these like suspicious acts that are happening in the first place you know that's what adds adds to the tension you know there's someone watching us there's you know they're tapped into our radio leaving the notes leaving the the walkman and stuff like that ned is doing that to keep them away from finding out the truth about brian you know if ned and brian weren't part of the story then that whole confrontation of, of you know someone watching both delilah and and henry and them going crazy wouldn't wouldn't really be there okay all right i'll, I'll just let me I'll, I'll give my sort of final thoughts to the game and it, it might make a bit more sense where all i'm right. coming from um overall i liked the game um like i said the, the plot was good mm. i was really really disappointed with the ending um yeah, yeah. comparing it to kentucky route zero to that me was... kentucky kentucky route zero can get away with having an ambiguous ending because of mm. the fantastical realism yeah in in a game like this where there is no fantastical realism to me there needs to be closure yeah you know there's no there's no real closure it's like okay delilah tells henry to go and see his wife does he see his wife like what happens to ned what happens to delilah does she come clean about about uh javier like you know like where is the closure in terms of the ending but you know gameplay wise i enjoyed it there was some fins that were a bit finicky um yeah getting the cursor in the right area to do the walkie-talkie prompts to like report stuff was a little bit of a pain i found that a bit of a struggle but ultimately like what i was saying about like ned and brian is that to me the whole narrative of this game is exploring the idea of running away from your problems right like sort of kai touched on that a bit you know like henry is almost running away from this unthinkable situation he's in with his wife and Delilah's run away, Ned and Brian run away. And so to me, it's much more to do with this idea that you can't run away from your problems because they always yeah. come full circle in, in some mm. capacity. You know, Delilah is going to have to live with this guilt of knowing that this poor boy decomposed in the bottom of a cave because she didn't report his body. You know, and like yeah. Ned's going to have to live with the idea that 
he essentially not directly killed his son but the impression you get is that he brought brian to like quote unquote teach him how to be a man yeah you know um and so in pushing him to do rock climbing that brian didn't want to do brian ended up dying and so ned resorts to not having to tell people the circumstances of his son's death and now look what he had to do he's living in the woods and he's like assaulting people and eavesdropping on their conversations just so that his secret doesn't get out yeah um would i recommend this game uh i i'm from now on i'm gonna assume that people who listen to this podcast aren't like quote-unquote casual gamers right Right. Like if you if you just play COD and FIFA and stuff, you're not going to be listening to a podcast. If you're listening to a this. podcast about Firewatch, then you're probably not a casual gamer. <laughs> yeah. So, for those of you who are listening, if you are someone who enjoys the walking simulation genre, um, if you're somebody who likes to support indie games, by yes. all means, yeah, play this game. Is it is it going to knock your socks off? while you're playing it yes when you finish it no yeah um you'll enjoy your time with it but i feel that you'll come away feeling sort of like empty-handed um as horrible as it sounds i feel like there are better walking sims to play um and you know if you really want to jump into go play death stranding it has an amazing story and it's essentially a walking simulator yeah. Um, what remains of Edith Finch, Journey, uh, the Messenger, like they're, they're all amazing walking sims. Yeah. Um, but no, ultimately I wouldn't. Even though the story was was enjoyable and I did, I did connect with the characters, I wouldn't recommend it personally. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay, I guess I'm up next. Um, yeah, Ben, I, I agree with a lot of your points. I think that I was also. A little underwhelmed with the ending I, I i had referenced multiple times that i thought and hoped that there would be kind of a fantastical spin to this you know kind of got scooby-dooed at the end where it was just some dude that was doing all of this so uh yeah at the end <laughs> <laughs> at the end i was hoping to like have delilah and henry at least like meet or something like that or or some kind of you know there there is all of these questions that aren't answered like you said ben what happens to henry afterward does he actually go to his wife we had talked about when we talked to uh, Delilah right before we left. She said, "Okay, I have some things that I have to finish up with with wherever town she's going to." But she's oh, like, yes. I, might, "I might, I might come visit you. I might come to Boulder or something like that." Hinting at like she's gonna like deal with her mess and then she's gonna come and see us uh, supposedly. So I mean, like, what happens there? You know. Um, as for the like, the gameplay and everything, I think that people focus on the gameplay too much of these games. Like they focus on like walking simulator, and it's like, well, the gameplay is not fun i think that it's the story more that's the focus and the gameplay is just kind of the background you're moving through this world and it's less about that and it's more about you engaging in this narrative that's happening as you're exploring i mean the whole idea is you're this you know you're watching for fires and you're exploring the woods and stuff like that but there's this there's this underlying narrative that's happening at the same time that you're more listening to as you're as you're walking and going from place to place um with, with the switch port we had some issues with it so ultimately, if I was going to recommend this, I would say that play it on something that's not Switch because even though overall it wasn't too bad between like the 
the frame rate drops that happen quite frequently when you go into different areas and the, the glitch we got, which I, from what I saw on the internet was kind of the loading screen glitch has happened with a lot of people. Um, the switch part, I, the switch port, I wouldn't say is the ideal way to play Firewatch. Um, would I recommend this? I think so. I think that you should experience this. I do think that there are other walking simulators that might do this a little better, but I think that at least with the characterization of Henry and Delilah, I think that story and their characters are such a convincing one that I think a lot of walking simulators might not do. I think that this is this is a good story, even though there isn't necessarily such a great payoff at the end. I think what you said, Ben, is great. Like while you're playing this, it will be really engaging, you'll be really engrossed, but at the end you're gonna be like, oh, that was it, okay. And hopefully you'll reflect back and be like, well, the game was good. Like I had fun during this game, but it was a little underwhelmed at the end. Yeah, I think mm. you I really like the end. Ooh, and maybe spicy. I don't know. I think I think it's a you, very. You, you're a sucker for like ambiguous and. I do. I that's also yep, yep. you know yeah that which is ripe in the indie genre. So I guess <laughs> that that probably goes hand in hand. No, I. The, the character motivation like of course yeah. they're not gonna figure their shit out yeah why would they start now delilah never solved her problems with javier and you know henry never really addressed his issues with julia of course they're gonna run away and of course delilah's gonna get on the chopper and be like yeah. maybe i'll see you one day that's people who do this who go out into the forest and try to not face the things that they have to solve in their lives like that's going to be the the reaction that you have to, you know yeah i don't know i think that and the idea of like both of you were saying you know oh does does he see delilah eventually or does you know what does he go see julia in australia or whatever like i think that's for the player to decide because mm. you choose the path really the dialogue and, and even yeah. though you're you're kind of forced into this this lane for the most part of playing through the story but like you can make those decisions like you are henry and, and it's such an interesting setup in in a video game to be so isolated um yeah. there's very few games that i've played where i felt so alone with a character like it's just you are henry and he is just himself and and all of the context is coming from you know this walkie talkie but that's not really a person it's just this you know voice that's coming through that that's questioning you the other thing mm. that i find interesting is, is neither of them really the game is set up in the beginning to to kind of talk about you know henry and julia and the issues there and, and and i believe at least in my understanding of his reasoning for doing this is to kind of go and you know think about this but it, it's never addressed and i think that's my yeah. biggest problem with this game is that the setup is this man is dealing with the death of his relationship in a way in, in a in an irreparable manner where he can't face being around this person who does not recognize him anymore and that gives him a tremendous amount of guilt but that's never solved um and i do find the relationship between henry and delilah super compelling and i think that that's yeah. a very interesting thing to explore but i want to you know there's that one moment that, that we mentioned where he wakes up in the night and he starts talking to julia over the radio but like I want more of that. I want more of Henry exploring why he came out here. And I want less of Ned and Brian and this weird 
pseudo supernatural feeling like mystery. It's almost like they started the game and they were like, this is going to be an emotional exploration of loneliness and guilt. And then they were like, well, that's kind of boring. So let's <laughs> add something interesting for gamers. And it's like, yeah. okay, I get it. Like, yeah, you needed something to push them out of their comfort yeah. zone. But I think you could have done that emotionally rather than trying to create this narrative of a murder mystery. And it would mm. have been a much more effective game. But I have no problem with the ending in, in general of, of, you know. What would have been nice is that's what I was trying to sort of talk about when I was like saying about getting rid of Ned and Brian. Like yeah. even even Finn's like maybe reliving some moments of Henry and Julia's relationship in the form of dreams that Henry has. Yeah. You know, and like Kai was saying, yeah, I, I feel like they could have explored the whole, you know, emotional side of it a lot more. Well, shown um, with with Henry a little more that he was struggling with this because obviously, he's great. We've talked about him not being good at you know expressing his emotions, but there's little like talk about Julia or almost like remorse with Julia. He just kind of connects with Delilah and just kind of runs with it. Like mm. <laughs> besides just, like bring her up every now and then. Uh, he doesn't really like touch on her very much but kai what did you think in in terms of gameplay and, and would you recommend it yeah yeah i think that this is an excellent first release from this studio and that i hope as you've said i think at the beginning of the podcast they're releasing another game coming up so i'm, I'm looking forward to that i think this shows great potential with with storytelling as far as the mechanical aspects of this game i have no issues uh <laughs> with it in general um Yes, the map is a little finicky and et cetera, et cetera. There are a million little nitpicky things that you can point at any, especially indie game. But for the most part, this is very well put together. It's a beautiful game. It's an interesting experience. I don't necessarily agree that it's a walking sim mm -hmm. because walking sims usually connote a game that is just, you know, you're just experiencing an environment. Yeah. And there's, I think, a lot more emotional and yeah. narrative interest in this than like a standard walking sim and there's also, a lot there's of interac interactions too, yeah interactivity saying, as yeah, well yeah. like you're interacting with the environment you're changing the environment yeah. you're putting down ropes um you're cutting down trees breaking gates and so i don't i don't know if this i mean i it could be categorized at it but i don't think that would yeah. be a great overall definition of this game um i think the person who would most connect with this is someone who likes kind of the emotional exploration in games like if you want something that's almost and that's the problem like i think it's so close to being good like i want there to be more romance i want there to be more questioning i want there to be more yeah. like emotional depth and so if, if you're looking for that i think this is a good start but i think you're gonna ultimately end up being disappointed with the kind of narrative through line that you actually get yeah um but if you like any games and you like beautiful outdoor you know exploration i think this is a this is a solid solid game to to try out and definitely hopefully uh this the studio makes more things that are more deeply uh, emotionally developed than this don't play it on switch <laughs> that's my takeaway don't well, play also, it on switch. it's not only don't play it on switch but it, it's expensive on switch and it's yeah like you're, you're paying more to get less it's that switch tax man switch tax mm -hmm. 
<laughs> don't pay the switch tax just buy, yeah. buy this is not a hard game you can run it on any computer like don't worry about pull out your mac one and uh, your apple one okay well don't be facetious it. you know what i mean <laughs> relatively if you're running an asus yeah. from 2013 probably gonna have some issues but yeah yeah well guys that was that was firewatch those are our thoughts we i think we got two two yeses and a, and a no pretty much but you know our opinions ultimately don't matter but you guys make the decision. I, I think I think it was three maybes. We yeah, have three maybes. I think that's more of what we came down to. Yeah. Three, check it out and see what you feel. I definitely agree with Kai that like <clears throat> I would have been much more happy to recommend this game if it leaned into the emotional exploration a bit more. Yeah. Like it's it kind like, of be dude. Yeah, it's it's just it was strange. You know, and like because in a weird way, the whole the thing that happens with Ned before they know it's Ned, it brings brings Delilah and Henry closer because they're in this situation together. Yeah. But nothing really comes of that. Yeah. So, you know, Campo was... Santo, you're listening to this. You know, we know you're listening. <laughs> like our uh, of course, of course, yeah, like our yeah. we yeah. like your game. Trust me. I, well, it's just interesting because I was thinking of like what remains of Edith Finch is very. There's very much there's less interactivity with that game than Firewatch. But that mm -hmm. game does lean a little more fantastical just because the house is just like this big... Bro, obscure... you literally play as a cat at some point. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to well, say. Because I was going to be much more fantastical. Yeah. Yeah. But those are our thoughts. Firewatch, check it out if you want. If you don't, then don't. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I, oh, I will say this. I think it's something you can't watch a, a playthrough no i don't think so no, you have no, to no. experience it for yourself like there's lots of games where you can be like oh yeah i get the gist of this from watching a walkthrough and that and that's fine like even stuff like zelda like i don't think you necessarily need to experience for yourself you can kind of watch it but right. this is one of those games where you really have to put yourself into the character and you have to be the one playing and making yeah. the decisions for it so, i mean yeah. even like the, the whole we didn't touch on this too much but when you're making decisions you're actually on the timer you have three options but you have limited time to choose so you don't get that kind of stress when you're watching a playthrough of it also i never understood the 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 like dialogue timer that doesn't happen in real life you can take pauses like <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you, have, you have you have five seconds to answer you it, can't it's answer. very easy you'd be like let me think about that and then yeah no, I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's the attention, you know, it's the attention to the situation. Yeah. Does it work? Right. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, well, thanks, guys. Thanks for making this to the end. Thanks for listening. Uh, in uh, next week's. Yeah, go on. Sorry. I was going to say next week's episode. Yeah. I yeah, was like, Jared, no. I got the trust behind you in my hands. My hands are cusped right now. You're in there. Ugh. You're fine. Your don't hands worry. are sweaty. They're, yeah, you're right. They are a little sweaty. Uh, in next week's episode, we are starting our next main series, which is going to be Super RPG, Super Mario RPG. You um, have to say small. I would <laughs> just, just say small. Smart. Smart. Uh, less uh, probably emotional depth than the last two games that we've played, but who knows? Maybe we'll be uh, pleasantly surprised. Literally, about... everyone knows that there will be less emotional. <laughs> you know, you're, you're fast forward to like episode four of i'm gonna be in Super tears I'm yeah, gonna exactly. be like, oh my god when mario's mom died of cancer i that was i was blindsided by that exactly exactly uh but yeah we were playing the bowser's keep and getting the first star piece in that game and then uh all the subsequent episodes will probably be each star piece there's about seven so we'll do one for uh each oh, an episode for each star piece um 
yeah, guys, make sure to follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at PlayAlongPod. Let us know if you've played through Firewatch and what you thought and other games that we should play because we're always looking for recommendations. Super Mario RPG was a recommendation from one of you guys, so we might be able to play one of your games. Tell us why we're wrong. Disagree with us. Yeah, please. Add us at Twitter. Mm-hmm. I want to have an up. argument with someone. Please. Say, like, if someone's like, Firewatch is a garbage game and Kentucky Road Zero sucks. Tell us why. Okay, well, no, that's not an argument. But if you believe that Ned and Brian <laughs> were an integral part of this game, yeah, I will gladly have an argument with you. Also, Ned. you're all you're all star pieces in my heart. So oh, beautiful. Mm. What a, what a fantastic way to end. Well, Kai, yeah. Ben, you guys have any parting thoughts besides Kai's beautiful words of wisdom? I mean, I can't top that. What can I say? Yeah. You're, you really can't. <laughs> you really can't get any better than this. Well, guys, we will see you next time in the beginning of Super Mario RPG. Peace out. Bye-bye. Bye.